0: Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of the community members. Find us at whateverworks.audio and why not join our community? Simply search for whateverworks at mewee.com and get stuck in.
1: Right, Hello, let's everyone. do it. Th- oh, sorry, Hello. I'm talking over you. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another thrilling uh, episode of Whatever Works, your favourite podcast. Greetings and salutations, Aidan Bell. Well, I obviously don't work today, ruining your introduction. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello, Ted. <laughs> oh, it's all good fun, isn't it? We're back in the end of the very, very, very end of October 2020, and wow. it's show 123. Oh, you see, we should have done a
0: Ted Rogers backwards something. 123. One, after you and me. I don't know.
1: Hello everyone. 3, to 1. 3, to 1. <laughs> 3, 2, 1. Whatever. I wonder if we'll make it to 3, 2, 1.
0: Ah, oh, of course we will. We'll of course make it we to, will. We'll
1: make it to 1, 2, 3, 4, Ted. You wait. As long as all the people in the lovely MeWe group continue to support us, chipping in with all the stuff um, that uh, works in their lives. Whatever works in your lives, do post it across there in the MeWe group. And whateverworks.audio is where you'll find links to all the stuff we're going to talk about. TedSalmon.com is me. AidanBell.com is Aidan. They'll get links in there. If you want to buy me a coffee, do so. PayPal.me forward slash TedSalmon. A coffee is always welcome and chipping into the fund is helpful. Now, well, let's see. Where should we go today? We've got lots of content today, haven't we? That you seems- begin to sound yeah. like somebody arresting somebody
0: and just going through <laughs> the motions of saying, whatever you say, maybe take out an evidence and use it against <laughs> <you.">
1: <laughs> But we got it, it all. It's all good stuff. Thank you, Ted. <laughs> it has. We got we, we, In actual fact, we have got a fun-packed show today and lots of stuff. So thank you all for chipping into the, to the pot. And we're going to start off with... Waterproof jackets, aren't we? We are. We're
0: starting in the rain. Stu Miller brings us a rather snazzy looking Fortress Air Flex waterproof jacket. Nice name too. We're not Stu Miller. I mean Stu Miller's a lovely name, but I meant the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm digging myself into a hole on the first item. We hope to get away in our motorhome regularly over the winter, says Stu. I need a coat. This one from Amazon is generous on size. I'm a 46-inch chest, and the large fits with room for fleece underneath. It doesn't look spectacular, as the material has smooth, rubbery texture, but the claims of being breathable are fully accurate. I spent a weekend in the lakes and at no point did any moisture get inside the lining, which incidentally is comfortable. The zip fastener also starts high enough that you can sit down without pulling on the zip. I've not yet tested it in a downpour, but I expect it will be more than capable. All in all, I'm highly chuffed with this raincoat, especially for the price. I've got a Gore-Tex coat. In the po- I had a Gore-Tex coat in the past, costing five times as much, and I can't recall it being any better than this. Well, that it sounds is. like you're in a very, very happy man, Stu. Now, what did he pay for his jacket? Let's have a look. Twenty-two ninety-five. Get it's in.
1: <laughs> bargain, isn't it? Let's see what the three XL one is. Oh, it's the same price.
0: And you've got it's a very attractive navy colour as well. If you're not keen on the green, and there's also a black.
1: Except Do you know they remind me of
0: good old-fashioned traditional fishermen's coats, don't they? I could imagine seeing people setting off to catch the, the the daily catch with these on.
1: Yeah, whacking their friend with a kipper. That's the one. <laughs> uh, it's interesting that the three XL, which is the one I immediately went for, of course, is is the same price as the twi- as the, as the as the other sizes, and it makes you wonder. The, the there's more material in it. Of course there is, and yet it's the same price. How do they do that, then? Well, it just works out in the (laughs) wash, doesn't it? But 3XL, you'd get four of me in that.
0: (laughs) But, I I mean, they're very good, though, because they go, you know, small, medium, large XL,
1: XXL, and 3XL, so plenty of of size choice. That's also interesting that... um Amazon have got... Um, oh, no, they haven't. Forget I said that. Just forget I exist. I'll forget... Easily done, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. That is
0: good. That is a lovely shout. Yeah, to I must is. be honest and say, personally, for my taste, aesthetically, I don't think it's something that I choose to wear. But that's purely my own personal preference. It does look like a damn fine jacket and I think you all yeah, should you know. get yourselves one.
1: You should get out a bit, of, do a bit of fishing then you'd appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. What does Jonathan Satherley bring us? Jonathan Satherley um is um he he's been off to um ikea and we're back on coffee ah. <laughs> i will make i will make this brief john says as coffee seems a regular feature on here and i dream so of it a should proper- be Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) interrupting you as usual, Ted. Carry on. (laughs) Yes. I dream of a proper coffee-making machine. Indeed, I was very interested in the machines you can buy from the retired aircraft spoken about last week, (laughs) last show. Sadly, time is limited with four ankle biters in the house and getting them ready in the mornings. This is where the double-walled cafetiere from IKEA comes into its own. It keeps the coffee warm, hot without being scorching, so it keeps it hot, warm and hot, confused. It also (laughs) um, is easy to clean and is low-maintenance, unlike an electric percolator previously owned from Guellet. The double-walled design is a huge improvement over single-walled, and although I'm sure there are cheaper alternatives, if you happen to be in IKEA, it can be thoroughly recommended. And this one is called Egentilig. A uh, uh, gent Anyway, it's nineteen quid, and yes, it looks great, doesn't it, Aidan? It looks lovely. It's a proper coffee pot, as you said. Yeah. Do you remember that? So- oh, it's a song
0: we used to sing in panto. I want a proper cup of coffee made in a proper copper coffee pot. But I digress. This is a, a, a thermos in quality, isn't it? I guess the double walled yeah. means it's actually almost a thermos flask, as it were. Um, I I like the look of this. And do you know what, Ted, with my recent or recent quite lengthy now obsession with latte after latte after latte and my damned coffee machine, I won't stop talking about. I seem to have neglected the filter coffee and I kind of regret that. And this sort of item really does tempt me back to think to thinking there is a lot to be said for a nice traditional filter coffee, especially the cafetiere. I always preferred cafetiere to the ones you made with the with the machine with, you know, the drip through. Um, Yeah, this really does look like a nice, sexy coffee machine, and I want one of those.
1: Surely um, the the drip-through machine, if you're going to use the same coffee, is going to taste the same as this coffee in a cafetiere, isn't it? Well... Yes, it's probably psychological. <laughs> it probably, you're, you're probably quite right, Ted. I just, it, it's all, to, it's all to do with
0: ritual, isn't it? It's the ritual of making yeah, it and yeah. stirring it and waiting two minutes and slowly pressing it down and watching the, 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 the what do you call the ground up beans, the detritus collecting at the bottom. Yeah, I, it probably does taste exactly the same, but there's something very yeah. joyful
1: about using a cafetiere, and I should. And this and this looks great. Is it it is made of glass? Yeah, it is glass. It is, yes. It's 0.9 liters, which means it'll do about two cups for me probably because I'm not really <laughs> get getting- <laughs> but, uh, a I would say probably like. four or five cups if you're a normal person. Yes. Mm. <laughs> but it but it looks really really nice. It looks it almost looks like it's plastic. It, it, do you know what I mean? It looks like it's molded plastic. It does, so, yeah. But I'm I'm sure it, it is glass. And yeah, yeah. It's
0: as I say, it's a sexy looking thing. I, mm. i I'm, I'm, How much is this? I'm tempted.
1: Twenty quid, nineteen quid. Oh goodness. Um, And also the other thing that I notice is that um, I I don't know how it stays hot so long because it's got a spout and oh maybe you maybe you spin the lid round so that when you're not pouring it the spout's covered by the lid yeah yeah well now how
0: long did did Chris say how long it stays hot because
1: uh, oh Jonathan didn't know. But Chris might have I beg done.
0: your pardon, Jonathan. <laughs> I'm already you see how much attention I'm paying. I'm already look, I've already I've got Chris Clayton I'm in the brain. Sorry, Jonathan.
1: And um no, no. I was he just says, wondering how
0: long it does stay hot for. No,
1: he doesn't say It just it keeps the coffee warm and hot without being scorching. I think what he's talking about is, you know, it'll keep it warm for an hour or something. Yeah, like that.
0: which is the t- yeah, again, as I say, part of the ritual, you probably sit down with a friend and you make yourself a coffee and put the world to rights, and so for, for that length of time it'll keep it nice and hot for you or kick kick
1: your um, ankle biters away while you're doing it. Yes. You brought that on yourself.
0: Oh, dear. Anyway, as I say, Chris Clayton on the brain. Because Chris has brought us... Now, this is not my field, so here we go. It's the Jumkeet wireless car charger. I presume that's the charger that's wireless, not the car. <laughs> <laughs> to mitigate the disappointing battery in my newly acquired mobile phone, says Chris Clayton, I decided to chance my arm on a cheap wireless car dock. And it's great, the air vent mount was solid enough, but I botched it to connect the mount to connect to the mount of my existing rock solid windscreen mount yes d i y Chris love it, well done, sir. It has a big pulsating LED symbol on the face and a proximity sensor. A proximity sensor which opens the three-way claws and then grabs it when in place. Oh, that's cool. So it just sort of says mine and grabs it off you when you hold it close. I love it. Then, suddenly it is my cup of tea. Then another sensor behind it to release it again. The charger provides fast 15-watt wireless charging and it positions the phone nicely every time to ensure a consistent charge. A bit of a bargain at under 20 pounds. You know what's funny about this, Ted? <laughs> I say to hell with the charging part. I just love the idea of the little claw that grabs your phone off you. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I wouldn't need it to charge. I just want to put it in there. This sounds lovely. This, Yeah, I mean, there's two very, very good reasons, that and, of course, the charging, to buy this thing. And it costs 19.99, so it is indeed just under £20. Mind your fingers. Indeed, yes, mind your fingers. But I think that's wonderful because it's functional and fun, rather like myself.
1: <laughs> Let's not go too far down that road. Um, the yeah, yeah, you're right. It does look good, and um, if you don't want to use the wireless charging or can't use the wireless charging because your phone doesn't support it, indeed, you can. Ditto. You, there's, there's a there's a hole in the bottom that you can put the cable in as well. Ah. and um, yeah, yeah, it looks really nice. Um, I, I do. We when we spoke about these grill car grill things before, I do wonder about the. You, You know, the the stress on the grill and and how, because normally car grills are not that strong, are they? I I agree.
0: And I would have thought, you know, what happens if you're then driving on a hot day and you want to air condition your car? You've got a dirty great phone charger in the way. So I'm certainly with Chris on finding a slightly more elegant way of mounting it than
1: ramming it in the in the in the grill. Yeah, exactly. And when you're fed up with um, listening to stuff stuff in your car and 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 sorting out your... Uh, I'll start that again, shall we?
0: Oh, Oh, the first edit. We were doing so well, I thought I'd have an easy edit today, but no. <laughs> sorry, Ted,
1: carry on. I was, I, was, I was trying really hard to link to Chris's nec- next point, which was the Bose... No, sorry, the Bose. That's how you're supposed Oh, not to that one it. again.
0: How do you say yeah. Bose? Yeah.
1: The Bose the, the yes. 500 <laughs> for home speaker. Smart speakers from Google, Amazon and Apple, he says, are obviously commonplace now. But there's a whole market of often overlooked third party offerings. And in my opinion, they don't come much better than this bad boy. Ooh. I personally love the Bose sound. It's warm and rich, offers plenty of detail in the mids and doesn't overwhelm you with bass although the base is adjustable and holds its own if you want. 330 quid. This is this, this should be an I want one of those, shouldn't oh. it? Um, At 330 quid, it may seem extravagant, but you get what you pay for. It may the seem, room, it does seem extravagant. <laughs> Yeah. The room-filling sound is more than I'll ever need, and the connectivity options are icing on the cake. Just like Echo products, this speaker has a set of beam-forming microphones that allow it to be used as a smart speaker. Google Assistant and Alexa are available, so once you've done all the usual setup, quick commands, you have um you, you can play podcast music and radio from the usual sources mm-hmm. um it also has a spotify connect target so can instantly be streaming the spotify stuff a small display gives you now playing album mark that's quite um unusual isn't it yes well, yes that is so. but it actually shows you the album art. yes that's nice i like that and, and when it's not in use it becomes a clock Yes, it is expensive, Chris concedes, but I know this will last for a long time. So for me, it's good value. And I do, once again, the same thing as I normally do here is that that's the price of a mid-range phone. So if you're going to use it and use it a lot, then, you know, we wouldn't balk at spending 300 quid on a phone. No. Now, I want to address the speaker in a moment, but something's just popped
0: into my head, which is this idea of the screen on the front and being a home, a smart speaker for the home. Um, one problem I find is that if I ask Google, if I ask Google Home, which we have several of in our house, as people know, a question, I get given the answer audibly. If I ask my phone, it will tend to say, here are some pictures and show them to me, which I find very annoying when I want to ask it a question in the car because I can't look at the phone when I'm driving. And I'm wondering if this, I don't i don't know the Amazon, um, uh, what's, what's Alexa system at all, but I wonder if if you were to ask it uh, a question, whether it would give you an audio answer or whether because it's got a screen on the front of it, it would revert to saying, here's a picture. Have a look at this. Your phone, your phone should
1: give you the same results as your speaker. Um, No, it doesn't. Absolutely. It doesn't. I know that. Well, I've done testing, exhaustive testing here, and it depends what you ask it. If you if you ask, I ask my phone certain questions and it tells me audibly the answer. Um, but if I ask it a more obscure question, it then does say what you say, which is that they haven't got an audio or audible support for the answer to that question. But it, it always depends on what the question but my,
0: is. My experience has been I could ask a difficult question of the phone and it would indeed show me a picture. But if I ask the same difficult question of the speaker, it will give me an audio answer. Right, well, our experience is different. Oh, interesting. And a, a conversation for another day. I, uh, I'm so- sorry, Chris. I sidetracked us there. Um, yeah, and as I've said, I am a Google Home user, so it's a bit hypocritical of me to say the following, which is that I really couldn't imagine spending that much money on what is essentially a mono speaker. If I was going to spend £300 on music, I would want it to be in stereo. So for me, the price is a little prohibitive, I think. But otherwise, especially with that screen on the front, it does look like a nice piece of kit.
1: Are we sure it 's mono um, I, I, the reason I say it is because i've got a i 've got a couple of um Marshall speakers, um, oh. which look they look as though they're mono, but actually because the wall to wall no no it's it says wall to wall stereo sound. Then I um, take it a, back. I take pro, it no, right no. back. Wall to wall stereo sound from a single speaker, and that's some of the stuff that that one of my Marshall does. They, they the, the, these this the sound stage is thrown out in such a way it's done really cleverly that it, it, it appears to be stereo.
0: Oh, so this is this is like saying this is a leather jacket but it's actually faux leather that just looks like this is pretending to be
1: stereo it's, it's actually if it's anything like my Marshall, it's really, really good though you would you honestly you wouldn't know that it was not. Okay, so another um, conversation for another day. <laughs> Chris, you're really getting us going here <laughs> the, the, the The other thing to be said here is that I'm personally me, and this might only be me, the only person in the whole world <laughs> is being offered this over five months at Amazon at sixty five pound a month. Oh, so look out for that if you want to buy, to, to take advantage of interest- free credit.
0: Yeah, I think this is a fabulous device. It's just, for me personally, especially being a Google user and not an Alexa user, it's just too expensive. But otherwise, yeah, count me in.
1: (laughs) Well, it does everything. It does Apple as well. Does it make you coffee, though, with the cafetiere? That's what I want to know. No, no, it only only does Google and Alexa, that's right. Oh, it does Google? It does Google Oh, well, I take that back as
0: well, then. I'll I'll need another excuse now. (laughs) Quick, move on before I spend £330. Steve Litchfield! Brings us another wireless power bank, what ten thousand milliamp power bank from Mr. Litchfield? Yes, yes, says Steve. Power banks are ten a penny, but this doesn't need one to to carry any. This (laughs) I'll try that again. But this one doesn't need any cables carrying at all. Just this gadget, and you can recharge up to three things at once without an extra wire in sight. This is magic. This is magic. Or four, if you do have a USB lead for something else. So happy with this I am that I now have one in white and one in black. And they're £25 each, so OK value, says Steve. That sounds more than OK to me, says Aiden. But it's the cableless nature that attracts me on a day out with the family or when travelling. It's an all-in-one, says Steve. Now, I confess I haven't looked at it yet, so live on air, ladies and gentlemen, I'm looking at Steve's review on AAWP. Wow. Yeah? OK. It, it does
1: Qi charging as well. It looks like a phone. <laughs> it does do Qi charging as well. So the cables are built in, um, and they unfold from the two ends by the looks of it. Um, but I think, am I right in saying that it does Qi as well? Yes, it there's seems a, to be Qi. There's chi- a picture of a phone with a with a, uh, uh, or maybe I'm not reading it properly.
0: No, two two flex cables via USB and the Qi wireless. Says Steve in his review under that picture. Yeah, oh. indeed. So, this, yeah, again, not really my cup of tea, but it would certainly tempt me over, because I do like the look of
1: this. I've got a couple of power banks, and I I find that the 10,000 milliampere ones are just not enough for me. Right. I want the big ones. I've got a (laughs) 26,500, no, 800, and that one, that one is actually really useful, but... It doesn't have all these bells and whistles, and particularly support for USB C, which is great. Yes. We're getting very technical. And also here,
0: thinking we? of someone like Steve, a family man, I mean, he can charge his own phone and a couple of the kids' phones and his wife's phone all at the same time. Indeed. No more technical stuff. Right. Whereas sad gits like you and I only have to charge one phone at a time.
1: <laughs> no more technical
0: stuff. No more technical stuff. Let's we'll have... bore everyone. Yes, play some music. I- Gift. I'm going to take a deep breath before I say this, Ted. This is the Loctite Kinst Glue Flexible Black Adhesive Putty for repairing, reconstructing, and protecting objects. Moldable repair putty, removable, waterproof glue putty, three times five grams.
1: Loctite, the the, the company you see off you know, on when, the last show.
0: I noticed when I bought this that Gorilla made product as well, and I thought, no way, <laughs> I'm not going near that. I'm not getting an earful of Mr Salmon again. I'll buy the Loctite
1: version. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> this, oh, now, where did this come out of? Well, this... Basically, I wanted to put some... You know me, I'm always hands-on and thinking outside the box and wanting to play around. And I wanted to put a couple of, I don't know, shutters, if you will, on a couple of my Blink cameras, the ones that Steve Litchfield brought onto the show recently and I some months previously that are so good because they don't have them. Um, And in i got I' got myself a couple of these, and I found the best way to fix them too. The cameras was a dirty great watch of blue tack, but Blue Tack is blue, and the cameras are black, and they looked ugly in the living room. So I thought, I wonder if anybody makes black blue tack. Well, in actual fact, the answer is they used to at least you could in the past buy buy blue tack buy Bosstick in black. I found a reference to it on a thread on the web, but could I find any anywhere for Love and Money? No. But what I did discover during that process was this weird stuff called flexible putty, which reminds me of another product which you I think brought onto the show not very long ago Ted, or you spoke about it from somebody from the WeWe group, which is a sort of black mouldable putty that sets Um, hard.
1: No, it's tape.
0: Was it tape? Oh, that's right. It was the tape that you can wrap around, but then it sort of miraculously dissolves into a hard substance, this is kind of similar. This is very, very like blue tack it 's like quite a malleable, pliable, soft blue tack, and it comes in three five gram pieces, so they 're very small, so the price is fairly expensive. I mean, you pay five quid and you get three of these. but what you do is you you tear open the airtight seal the packet that it 's in, mold it around in your fingers for just ten or fifteen seconds um, and as i say it 's a bit like it's you know it's like chewing gum without being sticky and then you use it as you would your blue tack or you do what you want you can you can you can repair a hole you can wrap it around a cable you can push it you know you can do whatever you want to do with it and then blow me within half an hour it sets solid and within 24 hours it's rock hard and can't be touched uh, and wow. when it sets it's like fairly like that sort of silicone rubber that that we talk about often on various products it's really quite pleasant mm. to touch and it's incredible. And I, I used two pieces of this for the two cameras in the living room. So now when you sit back and you look up at the camera, you cannot see what's camera, what's blo- what's the what's the putty and what's the uh, flap over the lens. So I'm very, very happy with with what I've done. And I'm very happy to have discovered this stuff. It's I'm sure there will be a myriad uses for this in the coming weeks and months and years. I'm glad I've got one piece to hand. And I'm sure I'll replace this pack of three when I've used it because it's as, on the front of the packet. They show you repairing a, a, a dent on this corner of a phone or protecting a, a USB cable where the cable hits the USB point at the end. You can put a great wadge around to make it a stronger, stronger hold. There's a pair of sunglasses here or skiing goggles that somebody's repairing with the stuff. Just very clever. blue tack that's set solid and isn't blue there.
1: Um, one question, they also show a picture of someone using it um, as hooks for kitchen equipment. So this stuff must also, if you stick it onto what they're showing, a, a shiny stainless steel surface, it also sticks to that. I would think, it, it, so. yeah, I mean, I've stuck it to, I mean, if,
0: if for those who have the Blink cameras, you know, they are a fairly shiny plastic and I was wondering right. whether... And it seems to hold very well. Obviously, I don't want to pull too hard because I don't want it to come off in my hand and show me that it doesn't hold. But it hasn't yeah. fallen off in the, in the process of lifting and closing the flap across the lens. So I can only assume, yes, it does. You know, if it wasn't so expensive, I'd use this third piece as a test. Um, yeah. But it is, so I won't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yes, because it, because if it if it was blue tack, you, if you did this with it, you you could just pull it away from the stainless steel. It wouldn't stick. To oh the no no, it's steel. only like
0: blue tack in its early consistency and in yeah, a, descript- yeah. a descriptive way of saying what it's like to use. Once it's set
1: solid, it is solid. Really cool. That is that's a good find. Because that will be, you know, it might only be good for a very specific job. But when you need that job doing, that that's probably when it comes in the packet. Presumably it's sealed. When it when it touches the air, it starts going. I, yes, I'm sure that's how it works. Yeah. It's a sealed little
0: packet. I mean. Pardon, pardon me, ladies and gentlemen, but it's it's the size and shape of a condom packet. It's exactly like opening a condom. Right, I've heard. Yeah. Uh, you pull it, pull the thing open, and there <laughs> it is. And then, uh, yeah, you're quite right, Ted. I'm sure it reacts with the air. And you have right. plenty of time. I mean, it only took me yeah. oh two minutes to put to put it on the cameras, but during that time, I had no problem at all. And it's great. It's like it, it's like playing with plasticine. So you can you can sort of smooth it out with your fingers and get it exactly how you want it, and then come back twenty minutes later, and it's it's solid.
1: Well, I never But you must I, I, <laughs> I want I want to I want to find a reason to get some of this, but I can't I'm trying to think of some reason. I can't find Break one. <laughs> something. Just break something and yeah. you'll need it. Yeah, I'll get some because that is quite good and I like that. And it is cheap. It just cheap. four ninety nine, yes. So very good find. Well done. I thank you, sir. What have you brought? I brought watch batteries, hey. and you'll be pleased to hear that they're Duracell. But that was really not um, by design. It was just that they happened to be Duracell. Um, anyway, the, the point was that um, for the princely sum of pound ninety, although £3.89 for two... I got these two watch batteries, um, because my dad wanted to wear a watch and we talked him out of going and taking them to a shop because of COVID, yes. but also because, but also because I said to him, you don't need to these days, just, we'll just do it ourselves. So armed with a jeweler's screwdriver and a magnifying glass, I prized open the back of the watch. I got these two batteries, well, I only needed one, obviously, um. And they, one pound ninety was the price of each one, prized it open, took the battery out, put the new battery in, and Fanny Gerard, oh, it just worked. And, and I'm convinced that the last time I did, took this to a shop to do it, they charged ten quid, oh, or I'm sure. even, yeah, more than that, just for, to do this simple job. Yeah, I mean, the only and thing she, is, next time your job... dad
0: goes scuba diving, he'll have to take his watch off because it won't be pressure protected anymore but puff. Uh, it,
1: it wasn't anyway <laughs> okay. so we don't want to be giving people uh, shops 10 quid plus do we we'll do it ourselves and we can do it ourselves yeah
0: do you know i i it's duracell you can't go wrong with the duracell ted i mean i would be concerned otherwise because i'm sure we've all seen that in pound shops you can buy packs of 10 or 20 such batteries for about a quid, and you, I couldn't possibly
1: see how they'd be any good whatsoever. That's what I was going to say. What were you going to say? You, uh, before you interrupted me, <laughs> I was, was going to say that very thing, that if you go to, to Amazon, actually, you can buy huge cards of these, and and also not only one size, there's a, a mixture of all yes. sorts of different sizes, and these shops that charge you 10 plus quid to do these back, they must just buy them from Amazon for like... No, no, you no. see,
0: I don't think so, because I think, I think if you go to Reputable jewelers—they're going to use a proper product, such as the Duracell one you found. I, because c- I can't believe that those rubbish ones are anything but rubbish. I did try them once. Do you remember a million years ago when I first started to come onto this podcast? Uh, I brought the world's smallest torch. It was something I got talked into oh, backing yeah. on Kickstarter, and it cri- arrived and it was crap. And it, but it was tiny, 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 and it took three watch batteries. And I thought, yeah. you know, bugger me if I'm going to pay proper money. I'll buy some of these cheap and cheap, what, cheap and cheerful ones. And, yeah. you know, they worked for 10 minutes and then stopped. Um, but that's the only experience <laughs> I've ever had of the cheap ones. Yeah, the point I'm trying to make at great length is I'm sure that the Duracell ones are going to be considerably better than the multi ones that they sell on Amazon as well.
1: If they're genuine. <laughs> well, you never know with Amazon because there's so many... Fraudulent copies and clones in there. You you don't you don't really know if what you're buying is genuine. All right.
0: So but are are you are you bringing any sort of cheapest chips or aren't you? <laughs> are you are I you am. are you um standing behind this product you've brought or are you slagging it off?
1: Well, well, we'll see. The, the battery only went in this week. <laughs> if, it, if it lasts as long as your torch battery, I might take it back out again. It'll be a room one hundred and one next time.
0: I want one. I want one. I want I bring you the Your Life multifunctional charging cable. This popped up as an advert, and I usually ignore adverts quite deliberately and to try and make a point. But this one did catch my eye, and I thought, well, I don't want to buy one, but it's very interesting. And even though I don't really need one, or to be honest, want one, I kind of do want one just to play with. It's it's a charging cable. I mean, that's all it is. It's got USB on one end and it's got USB-C on the other and you plug it in and you charge with it. But the weird thing is, it seems to be like the Indian rope trick of charging cables. It's obviously made of something similar to those old-fashioned shower cables. It's um. You'll come out with the correct expression that I can't think of in a moment, Ted, and help me out here. What's it called when you have a bendy cable that's strong enough to stand up of its own volition?
1: Um I think it's called a bendy cable that's strong enough to stand up of its own volition. Thank you. I knew you'd help me out there, Ted.
0: And that's exactly what it does. I mean, if you look at the picture here in the link I've put in, it's a sort of coil. And it does appear that you can plug this thing into your laptop or your PowerPoint or whatever it is and then just sort of curl it around and point it upwards and angle it how you want it. And so your charging cable becomes your phone stand. Brilliant. If if twerks as it described, it's rather fun. I still don't want one. So I don't know why I've brought it to I want one of those and then say that I don't want one of those. I'm just intrigued by one of those. That's the expression this week. And it's only twelve ninety nine, so heck, what's to lose? And the back of it's in the shape of a hand. Yes,
1: that is slightly slightly <laughs> worrying, but um <laughs> This is obviously for kids, isn't it? Yeah. Having a bit of fun with but, this, and it's also available in black and um silver. And also, it's available for iPhone with a lightning connector as well as USB C. So, but you know, you say um, for having a bit of fun, I mean, if it actually does work,
0: it could perfectly well be a, a, a usable piece of kit if you're traveling and you're setting up in your hotel room and you want to plug your yeah, phone yeah. in and have it angled so you can see it,
1: yeah the 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 only thing to be wary of with these things always with these things a uh, top tip from Ted here Ted's top tips Ted's, <laughs> Ted's top tips Ted's top tips, is that when you're um moving the uh the the, the cable thingy. Support your USB-C going into your laptop or whatever, because I've had um, broken USB um, ports on laptops. Um, oh yes, by not supporting. Them. Yes, they 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 they're not they're not that solid usually on laptops. Um, but I mean that'll be okay in in um power banks that sort of thing. But um, if you're using a laptop,
0: watch out. And may I say I'm I'm really quite touched that you remembered my jingle, Ted. Thank you.
1: Twelve ninety nine that is reduced from twenty five. There you go. What have you brought and how yes. much does it cost? Uh my one cost seven hundred and fifty six pounds. <laughs> no, seven hundred and fifty two pounds eighty seven. Okay. Um, Better be good. And there's Yeah. And this is a wooden keyboard (laughs) for your computer, not a a, a piano keyboard, a computer keyboard, (laughs) which is made of wood. And it just looks lovely. I really want one of these. And it's so nice because not only is it made of wood and all the keys are kind of really, really old fashioned typewriter style keys. They're all round and they perfectly replicate an old fashioned typewriter. But when you're not using it, it's also got a lid and the lid fits around it and turns it into a, bo- a wooden box and it's just delightful. Can you see that? It's beautiful. It's utterly useless. <laughs> but it's... No, no, it'll Well,
0: work. yeah, but you wouldn't want to. <laughs> if you spent £700 on this, you wouldn't dare use it, would you? I mean...
1: Can you see the picture of it? In, in I can see the picture, box. and
0: you're right. In in some respects, the last picture, where the case is closed and you can't see <laughs> yeah. the keyboard, is the most beautiful because I, I don't know one wood from another. But is it oak or it's some? It's a very beautiful dark wood with a lot of grain in it, isn't it? it yeah, walnut, solid right. walnut. It says solid walnut. It should be. It's seven hundred and fifty quid. Right. Yeah, but seriously speaking, yes, of course you could use it, but it is the kind of thing that you buy because of its aesthetic value, not because of its
1: practical use. Well, yeah, I suppose people with enough money would, but I'd want to use it. And this is a USB keyboard, incidentally. There is a cable, uh, but you can use it with Bluetooth. So it does have kind of modern technology Oh, I was going to say, because
0: I couldn't see a cable coming out of anywhere, so I'd assumed it must be Bluetooth because there's no sign of any sockets or cables. There's a bit of both,
1: look. There's a bit of both. Oh, all right, all right. So um yeah, that's my I want one of those. Seven hundred and fifty two pound eighty seven and it just looks gorgeous. You know from previous um whatever works episodes, I love ma- I love stuff made of wood. I think wood is so gorgeous to feel and to just have around you. Anything I can get made of wood instead of some other crappy material, I'll always go for that. But I'm not gonna pay seven hundred and fifty two pound eighty seven.
0: Hang on a minute. Are you being penalised for being in Wales? It's it's, a, it's 753. To, no, it's me. I've, I'm i paying 13p more for this in the UK. <laughs> £753 it, pounds dead on my screen.
1: Oh, really? Does it say only one available? It does. Right. Oh, hang on a minute. The UK version. Oh, I see. The Welsh version is 13p cheaper.
0: Right. <laughs> well, in that case...
1: Borida da. Still using...
0: Still I heard a podcast, I'm a little bit ashamed to say for the first time recently, it was called Tech Addicts, with a gentleman named Ooh. Gareth Miles and a gentleman named, um what was his name, Ted, yep. Ted something.
1: That rings a yes, bell. Yes,
0: indeed. Great fun, Ted. I very much enjoyed listening to you and Gareth putting the tech world to rights, and Me. you spoke about USB hubs at some length, I believe. And um, that put me in mind, in terms of still using, that I have USB hubs somewhere on the floor at the back of the computer where they never get seen or touched. And um, the one I wanted to bring to your attention was, in fact, the one that's, that's more frequently visible and used, which is a Sabrent 10 port 60 watt USB 3 hub, powered, of course, with LEDs and switches, which I have on atop my computer. Which so, I brought yeah. onto the show, goodness me, a very long time ago now. More yeah, than a year yeah. qualifies. Um, because, because of the work that I do with video editing and sound editing, I have, ver- I have a collection of external drives, different projects for different people. And so I have several of these and several short USB cables that plug them into this USB port. Uh, hub and the hub is just with a single cable, obviously plugged into the computer. So now, when I need a drive, I ju- they're all plugged in, and I just have to switch them on. So I don't have all the drives activated all the time, using up resources after resources. I just switch them on and switch them off as and when I need them, and it's worked flawlessly. It's just sat. It's one of those things that just sits there, and I use it when I use it, and I don't when I don't, and it works when I need it to, and it's it's. Excellent. And 34 quid. It's actually gone up since I bought mine. I believe mine was about four quid less. <laughs> so I've paid about 29, 30 for mine, but it's thirty four thirty nine at the moment on Amazon. And if anybody's looking for a
1: powered hub with switches, I still highly recommend this great yeah i remember you bringing this on and um i think it was just after you set your new computer up wasn't well, it well it
0: was and and that put me in mind to just do a quick shout out i'm not sure that i brought these on but there's another hub uh two of which i got um a little bit pricey but i didn't notice because it came in with the whole computer expense at the time you know it was a big project that i went through a year or two ago and that's mm. the startech 7 port usb these um are not switched. These are just powered USB hubs that sit behind the computer, as I say, on the floor at the back where nobody sees them, but they've never given me any trouble. They clearly work fine. Everything works on the computer when it's meant to. Um, so they're very good. And as I say, they, those, as you pointed out, came in with my new computer project last year or the year before. Uh, and they're very good. They've also gone up.
1: <laughs> they're now 54 pounds. So StarTech is a name that I know. I've bought some StarTech stuff before and, and I've been quite pleased. Some um, USB-C adapter. Sorry, um, HDMI adapters. I seem to re- remember. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. I prefer Captain Kirk, though. I don't know which one you do. Um uh yeah but anyway there you are usb hubs um yeah two different kinds of hubs three hubs all together i found out today i'm having a slight issue with my computer with usb nothing to do with the hubs and i've I've got 39 peripherals plugged into my computer on the last count so that's why i have Mm. to have all these wretched hubs but uh, the the two that i have experience with are very good what about you
1: excellent very good indeed um, well, I was hunting through the, the archives to find things that I wanted to bring back to um, still using, and I came across Crocs, but actually we have done Crocs twice, but just to say that I live in Crocs and I love my Crocs, and I know we did a, a, a thing on that, so we won't bore everyone with that again, um, but the one I wanted to bring was the Victorinox Swiss. Sorry, can tart. I just
0: say to you, may I just butt in quickly? I appreciate we're not going to talk yeah. about crocs, but I just want to say it isn't it lovely when you find a brand that you like, that's good, that works, and then ten years, twenty years
1: down the line you think
0: I'm yeah. still brand loyal to this and there's still yeah, a good quality yeah. and that that's it's, it's a satisfying thing when that happens, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. I,
1: I, I completely live in my Crocs. I I even ride my moped in my Crocs. And in fact, when I'm riding my moped, it's the only time I put the strap around the back of my <laughs> ankle. But I, I just, I never wear shoes for anything else. The last time I wore shoes was when I went to a wedding, um, which was like 10 years ago. So anyway. There we go. Um, so, so Crocs work for me. Victoria, Victoria Knox Swiss card. Um, now this is the... Um, the card version that goes in your wallet of the um, Swiss Army knife and it's a credit card size thingy so it goes in your wallet neatly and you forget you've got it until you need it it's got ten functions like it's got a little pen, a pair of scissors um, it's got a knife and a, a, a toothpick and a pair of tweezers and just loads of stuff that you just might need one day when you haven't got any tools with you, when you're not carrying anything with you you're stuck in the back end of nowhere (laughs) and you and you suddenly remember ah it's in my wallet I've got my wallet I've got my Swiss card and then out you get it you've got a little screwdriver or a little something or other to do your little job and while I put this in the notes I was thinking of Steve Litchfield and he popped in and said, yes, and he's still using his too. So we did talk about this um, some years ago on Whatever Works. And I'm pleased to say that Steve Litchfield and I are both using them. They're not that expensive. Uh, oh, all right. They, they, actually, for what they are, they probably are expensive. <laughs> but they, but they I, I, what about are they about 20, 1950? A very good yeah. So, uh, yes, and, um, and you can get different styles. Some of them have got um, extra tools, some of them got less, so you can get different versions of it. But, yeah, I, I we reviewed this in October 17 on Whatever Works, and I'm still using it. Do you know, for the sake of transparent- transparency,
0: even though I can't say it, I'm going to be honest and say that... I have been sort of... I've had my knuckles wrapped in the recording notes, and so I should, because I wrote earlier today, before really giving this enough thought, in truth, this looks possibly a little gimmicky, an unnecessary successor to the Swiss Army knife. I wonder if the, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, adage might apply. (laughs) However, indeed, Ted, you and Steve, invading the show notes, um, have made the good point that this is a wallet version thereof. And so, on the other hand, again, it's 4.5 millimetres thick, so you've got to have quite a chunky wallet. Wallet to be able to put this in it.
1: Yeah, now to be fair, my wallet is a pouch type wallet. It's not a traditional fold-over credit card type wallet. It's basically a pouch. Um, You open it up. It's got a zip on the top, and you open the zip on the top. And I've got my my cards, my debit card and credit cards and whatever inside the wallet. And it's just it's basically a bucket. It's a a leather bucket, and it goes in there. It goes in there just perfectly. Right. It it, it works for me. And whatever works is what exactly. Exactly. My wallet
0: is a (laughs) fold-over. Uh, You know, just money notes and credit cards wallet, of which there are a precious few in there. So, yeah. okay, fair enough. Use case scenario. Definitely not for me. But I I take back what I said earlier. And I certainly appreciate that for people for whom it's useful.
1: Excellent. Excellent. And you and Steve anyway can put it in your holster belt. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Yes, we can.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Right, we still haven't got a jingle for reviews. I I, I charged you with that task weeks oh, ago.
0: I, I think people must be so sick of my, re, my, my reviews. They're sick of those too, of my jingles. All right, hang no, on a minute. Stand, really back, well. stand back, stand <clears throat> back. Reviews. There, how was that?
1: <laughs> Diabolical. <laughs> L- let's have something up-tempo. Reviews, reviews, re-re-re-reviews. Dear listener, do you think Mr Salmon is after my job today? <laughs> Right, what have you brought us, Ted? The Oridget. I'm I'm sure the Chinese manufacturers try and make up English words and just fail. The Oridget digital timer plug. Most of us will remember the electronic timers with a spinning clock dial and loads of pins. I remember them fondly, Ted. Yeah, lots of holes, and you've got to, and it doesn't save the time if it's not plugged in. So, you've got to turn yep. it around and set the yep. time when you want things to turn off. You've got to put the pin in the right place, when you want it to turn on, you've got to put the pin in yep. the right place, and then make sure the pins are not in the wrong places. Anyway, this one is digital and it does that same function, but it does it digitally and it does it and does 101 other things. <laughs> it has. It has a battery inside, so when you unplug it from the wall, unlike the manual one, it doesn't lose all the settings, and um, it it keeps going for a good 24 hours if unplugged. Um, It's easy to set. It's got 24- and 12-hour options. The range of programs is enormous, with pretty much any combination you could hope for to switch things on and off from every day to one day. Um, So, for example, it also does Monday to Saturday or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Friday weekend or blah, blah, blah. There's just loads and loads of different options. Um, and you can set up 18 of these. We can't imagine why you'd want to God, do 18, yes. to be honest. But, yeah, that seems a bit over the top. But I don't know. There might be a use for that for someone. Um, it all, It also has a random mode, so you can plug in, useful for me with my um, caravan, yes. my, my static, you, you plug it in and turn the random on, and then it turns it on and off at random intervals, so on for between 1 and 16 minutes, and then off for between 16 minutes and 32 minutes, randomly, so it looks like someone's turning a light switch on and off, but if some thief is watching the pattern they won't see one wouldn't it be great it if you've had actually, a row with your wife you could just put it on the bedroom light like that and get your own back couldn't you yeah. <laughs> the, there's also a countdown timer which you can't do with a manual one and it lets you plug something into it and then it, oh yes you can do that actually can't you you can uh, you plug it into it and then it turns it off after an assigned time yes you can do that cause you you just set a pin for 15 minutes no but even so I, I take the point The LCD screen is big and clear... And if in view of the user, constantly displays the time. So I've been using mine as a clock. Um, the main digits are large, um, so they can be seen from a distance away. Made from plastic, of course. Um, and you get two in the box. 16 quid, or they were when I bought them, and £8 mm. each. I, my, I've got one. I've given one to my mum and dad. And we're both using them. My mum's is set up to turn their light on and off in the lounge. Um, my you they keep changing it. I have to change it because the light keeps changing. But Anyway, that's another matter. (laughs) BST and GMT and all that. The buttons on the front are firm and clicky. And all in all, I mean, I'm I'm selling this item here because I I think it really is very good. And for those that are happy to, um, you know, learn how to use it and work out all the functions and all the rest of it, it, it works really, really well. All joking aside, it's a cracking little device. And for eight quid, I mean, for goodness sake, what more could you want? I am a technical troglodyte, and
0: I, I concur with everything you've said, and I cannot argue against it or disagree with it. But for, for a twat like me, it's just, it just doesn't work. Do you know what? I've tried these. I've tried these timers in the past, and, and it's the same thing with um, digital thermostats. I can't get my head around it. I cannot understand them. The, the, I just can't do the programming we've got an outside light that comes on and it's a, all it is it's a timer that just t- tells you when the outside light should come on and should go off and as as the seasons move you know one should change the timing so it keeps up with the di- i can't do it i just think oh mm. give me the thing with the pins sorry that was my little mea culpa for the day <laughs> i I'm, i appreciate everything you say ted and for anyone that isn't as stupid as aidan bell absolutely
1: but i'm afraid vivla analog for me well, my mum's, who's um, in her well into her eighties, has completely cracked it, and um, you know, she, in actual fact, I gave her the thing when it arrived before I even looked at it, and by the next day she'd completely worked it out. And so, you know, it, I I think it's um it, uh, that's just a that's a, that's a better before thing. You're just being nostalgic.
0: Yes, yeah, you could be right. Well, you are right. It, it's it's a learning curve, Ted, that I genuinely find difficult, and at the moment I just can't be. To go through.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, I recommend it. Really nice for everyone in the world except Aiden. Absolutely.
0: Well, consider what Aiden does like and recommends for everyone else in the world. It's the Contigo West Loop Auto Seal Travel Mug. Mm. Now I put a. Well, I'm, we have a wonderful MeWe group, and I have to I have to both thank and apologise the members of the MeWe group that half the posts I put up are just questions of me saying how do I do this. So thank yeah. you for bearing with me, good good listeners and writers. And I, I got some good help when I put up a, 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 po- a post saying that I was looking for something. I like to keep, as many people do, I have a glass of water beside the bed at night, um, but. Twice now in my life, I have ruined a mobile phone by spilling the glass of water and making the phone wet overnight. And I thought, right, rather than doing this anymore, I'd better find a different, I'd need an alternative for water at night. And I wanted something that was quick and easy to wake up half asleep and have a quick swig of and go back to sleep again. Um, and yet if I did knock it over, as is my wont to do, it wouldn't spill any water and <laughs> ruin the third mobile phone. And I found yeah. it. I found it in the Contigo West Loop Auto Seal Travel Mug. It's actually... A- I believe it's a, it's a thermos. I, I must be honest and say I can't remember whether it's actually advertised as a thermos device, but it has it is, yeah, yeah it has a thermos quality. The thermos part isn't terribly good. I, didn't, I haven't needed it to be a thermos at all, but for the sake of the show, I did a little test, and it stays nicely hot for about four hours, which for a thermos flask these days isn't actually very good. But if you wanted to take a couple of coffees to work with you to drink at coffee time mid-morning or something, it would be absolutely fine. It looks very classy. It, the one I got is black. Um, very, very classy look. Very pleasant to hold. Very pleasant to, to keep and to use and to have. It's a good, solid build. It's non-breakable. I think you could chuck it about the room and it wouldn't break. It's Although it's got thermos quality, I don't believe it's got... I the, like the old thermoses used to have a glass wall inside. This, I'm quite sure, is no glass in there at all. So you could chuck it around. It's me, The main body is aluminium. Good and solid. I'm, I'm assuming aluminium. It's certainly metal. Ah, uh, but it's got a slight texture, sort of like a thick paint job on the outside. So very nice. And the top is that once again we spoke about it earlier in the show today. This nice silicony, rubbery stuff. So, and again, it's all very solid and feels very good and very well made. Now, one of the things that really sold it to me is that it does up in in one half of a turn. I don't know quite how they do this, but it screws in. The top screws onto the bottom, but I'm doing it now as I speak to you. And it's it's less, it's, it, it really is, it's, it's, it's exactly half a turn. So that means that for something that, you know, because I'm going to... Every night, every night I fill this thing and put it by my bed. And every morning I need to take it back into the kitchen and give it a quick rinse and ready for the next night. So I didn't want something that you've got to be turning round and round and round and round. So the half thing open and then close, open and close on live on air is wonderful. It's got a button that you press. So once you've closed it, you can turn it upside down and throw it in the air and chuck it across the room and no liquid will come out. There's a button on the side. When you press the button, it opens up a little drinking spout exactly like the spout in a takeaway cup of coffee, uh, on the other end. So you just hold it, you press it with your fingers, you drink, and when you let go, it's resealed. If you want to, there's a lock, which, there we go, locks it if you need to, and then you could stick it in a bag and know that it's not going to accidentally open while you're travelling. Uh, although those are functions, that's a function because that I don't need. When you do, when you have done with it, you can open it up. The inside, there's a sort of clip. You undo the clip and the inside mechanism shows itself so that you can rinse it quickly and clean it easily and then click it back down again. It holds 470 milliliters of liquid, which is plenty for my use. And as I say, I think you could get a couple <laughs> of cups of coffee in there. Um, yeah, and it, I really like it. It's a very nice, attractive, cute thing. I have used it nightly since... Um, I bought it, and of course, sod's law, I haven't knocked it over once. (laughs) But that's what insurance policies are for, isn't it?
1: There we are. Did you also know that um, if you want to, you can buy a drop-in tea infuser? I didn't notice that. Um, So the, uh, another another ten quid, so so the the, the the thing itself is twenty quid for another ten quid, you can drop this it looks like it's really well designed and well made to go inside and you it's like a little cage and you put your tea in it and it, and it infuses tea in the uh, this looks like a really good bit of kit it really is a lovely really. bit of kit, and I'm sure that tea thing will be if it's
0: as well made as the thing itself, then yes, definitely because as I say it really does feel and, and you know as, as you sometimes say on the phone show when you review a phone, you say this really feels hefty like a good bit of kit that's what this does. Yeah. Um, Not hefty as in heavy and weighty, but just as in well-made, decent piece of kit. Yeah. Build quality. I remember the arguments about exactly what build quality meant, but this has got good build quality. And I'm and now that I'm looking, I do see available in a myriad colours. I mean, a whole rainbow of yeah. colours you can order this thing in. Yeah, There we are. Very good. Very nice. I want one of those. You might, but it's the wrong section, so you can't have one. Move on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. The last thing i bring for the main review today is... Something that I said that I was going to cover on the last show, in fact, I said it's coming up later in the show, and it didn't, and we forgot it. <laughs> and this is a mini-foldable desktop tabletop tripod. <clears throat> and I've got two of these now. And they're really, really good little tripods. This show is getting a bit techy, I'm afraid. Sorry, everyone. But it's—I use it as a microphone um, microphone stand holder for one of them, and the other one I use for a um, Zoom um, a Zoom recorder um, holder because my Zoom H6 has got a screen that is kind of at an odd angle, and so I needed something quite specifically to hold it. And I spoke about the adapter last show that made me. Yes. Me to do that, but I couldn't get the angle quite right. So, this tripod is really, really solid. It's tiny, it's small, it's got really, um, a sturdy feel to it a bit like your thermos, really. It's got a, a, a big locking knob. Ooh-ah, and um the when when you want to change the settings that that, it's so easy to because it's so big so you can fold it up or undo it it comes with a five-eighths um to uh three-eighths um and a quarter inch um uh, adapter screws if you want to use it for different microphones or in my case i wanted the quarter inch as i said on the last show Mm -hmm. it's got non-slip rubber feet really really good and it just feels so solid it's just a really well-made bit of kit. It's almost the cheapest chips. It's £8.59, but not quite. But it, honestly, it, it, it feels as though it should be at least double, if not treble, that price because it's so solid and really well done. So that's my mini foldable desktop tripod. Really, really good quality. And I completely agree with you once
0: again, Ted. In fact, so much so because I have owned one of these for quite some time. It's interesting ah. that you bring this to the show because it reminds me that the beginning of lockdown, I lent it to a friend who needed to do some online teaching and wanted a mic stand so i'll get it back off her (laughs) uh yes it is i mean i concur with everything you said it's it's uh, again like the thing i was just talking about like the drinking vessel it's it's a good solid well-made bit of kit and it does its job very well and 859 seems an
1: extraordinarily good price for it it really is isn't it i i don't it just feels like it's it's so much more expensive um and um, and really really good bit of kit. But it's so, made yeah, it's made by that
0: well known company Amun. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe that maybe that's you know like we talk a lot about Niwa, the photography uh, equipment that they make, uh, which is good equipment at a ridiculous price. Maybe Amun is yeah. is going to be in that that bracket. Maybe so. <laughs> I ain't got anything. Sorry, Ted. My chakras are centred this week.
1: <laughs> Nor have I. I, I. The world is great for me. But Steve Litchfield's oh, got okay. one. So let's, let's, let's visit his, okay. shall we? He wants to throw into Room 101 supermarket loyalty apps that don't remember QR codes. Ooh. And it's definitely going to get technical here, I think. You get to the supermarket and it's time to pay, he says. But you want your loyalty points and offers. So you whip out your phone and bring up the supermarket app. The application then tries to go online. Fair enough. But in a metal roofed supermarket, the signal is often terrible and it can't get online. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. No worries, you think. I can still might show my QR code to be scanned at the till. But no, some supermarket apps retrieve this from the cloud each time, which makes no sense. Why can't the QR code, which doesn't change, be cached in the app? I've had to resort to screenshotting each app's QR code and I just show the image. Crazy app design. And he finishes off, he popped in later and said, in fairness, app updates in the last few months have started to ameliorate this, but the co-op app should be named and shamed as the worst offender here. I should revisit this in a few months, perhaps. What he's actually saying is that supermarkets shouldn't have metal roofs Uh,
0: yeah i think so (laughs) Do you know i haven't shopped since march i remember shopping but uh, at my local tesco i used to use the app all the time and of course i mean i i have no idea whether i was online or not i presume i was but i'm not quite sure that i get this because you why does the machine need to know the qr the qr code is in the app at least on my tesco app the q r code is permanently there, and the screen and the and, the, and the, the 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 till just reads it
1: well apparently um as he said, it has got better in the last few months, but um some of them still don 't clearly and um if you if it doesn 't show the q r code then you you can't and you, and you can 't get online because of a metal roof, then you can 't actually process what you need to do um, and he's what he 's putting into room one o one actually is. Crazy app design that doesn't think these things through.
0: Yes, I think that's exactly what it is. Yep, you're quite right. I want to give a gold star to the lovely lady at the AA who did a real level best when I rang up. Um, my mother has made quite a momentous decision, really, to give up driving. And so we've been through that in the last few weeks, making sure that she was fine, definitely, you know, absolutely certain that she wanted to give up driving and then going through the machinations of slowly getting rid of the car and cancelling everything. And one of those calls was the AA. Now, my mother has been a member of the AA since God was a boy and she gets various benefits. She's a gold member and she gets this, that and the other. And I thought it was a shame to just let that go. And I so I rang the AA and I got put through to this lady and I explained what was going on and said, is it possible to for for me to take over my mother's membership, even though I already have a bog standard cheapest chips membership through my Halifax bank account? In fact, the first person I asked said, no, it's not, but I'll just check. So she should get a gold star, too, because she came back and said, oh, I'm glad you asked. I've never had that question before. And yes, apparently your mother can gift her membership to you. So then came the lovely lady who talked to me for a long time. And basically, at the end of the conversation, we went round and round in circles and we finally decided that actually there wasn't enough in the special membership of my mother's to make it worth the effort, because I would have ended up with two memberships and I would have had to contact the Halifax and cancel this part. And it turned out that really the only real benefit I would have got would have been the keys would have been insured. So at the end of the day, um, I said to the lady, "Okay, thank you so much for your kind help, but actually, let's just let my mum's account go which is what we did but she really did her best and even at the point when I said to her let's cancel it she said hang on a minute let me just have a last quick look and make sure we haven't missed anything here and she really did her best to make sure that we were doing the right thing and I'm absolutely convinced before anybody pops up and says yeah well they wanted to keep your custom no I don't believe that for a second she was really very generous and um Every time she suggested one thing and I said, no, not that's not interesting. She immediately was let that go. She was lovely. She was lovely. And it was just really, really nice to be speaking on a level with a nice, concerned person who wanted to do the best for the customer. And indeed, even though I didn't keep my mother's account in the end, she did do the best for the customer and she gets a gold star.
1: Isn't that a lovely (laughs) tale? I'm going to put I'm putting. Um, AA into room when i won though i think i might mention this on the show before i couldn't get hold of them i i too um got rid of my car didn't need AA anymore um and i needed to cancel my AA. i couldn't get hold of them i i tried and tried and tried no way to get through to them at all and in the end i just canceled the direct debit and and eventually about three after a couple of um Attempts to contact me by email, which were no return addresses, um, they phoned me and I answered the phone and they said, What's going on? And I said, Well, I I tried, honestly, I tried really hard to contact you and tell you this. The only way I could get your attention was to cancel the direct (laughs) debit. So I I knew eventually somebody would try and talk to me. And sure enough, they did. So we're back in room 101. Uh, No, no, we're going to play the Gold Star. If
0: you're taking us back to room 101, we're going to play the jingle again.
1: Right, Gold Star. Oh, you want to do another jingle now? No, 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 no.
0: Well, I mean, I should, by <laughs> rights, I should
1: have played the Room 101
0: jingle a second time, but never
1: mind yeah. that. <laughs> right, I just want to put um, Royal Mail, um, give Royal Mail a good star for their new special delivery collection service um, it's now um, a, a possible to have them t- to book a collection for special delivery. Ah. They come to your doorstep and they pick it up. You've got to pay them seventy two p extra. But you you go onto your to online. You um you have to have a printer, so you've got to print the label. Um, you go online, you pay for it online. You give them seventy two p more than the um, face value of whatever you're buying. Um, You print the label they give you, stick it on the thing, you book the collection while in the process and that you choose the day you want them to come. And they come along to the door and knock on the door and take it away from you just in the same way as you would expect from DPD or any of the other, other courier services. The difference is, though, with the Royal Mail special delivery is that. The insurance for the equivalent insurance is so much cheaper. The the basic special delivery is £500 um, insurance. And if you want that kind of cover-up with other um, organisations, they charge you stupid money for that. So Royal Mail have kept this service really, really well-priced. They've, they've introduced this collection service, and it's a dream. It's marvellous. No more going to post offices needed. I are fascinated to
0: hear this. Because, uh, you know, again, because of lockdown and staying safe with my mum, I haven't been to a post office since March and I've been using Hermes like they were going out of fashion. And to know that I can now do the same with the Royal Mail, who will deliver it 42 times faster than Hermes do that. Well, yes, I give a—I would like to put an additional gold star to Mr. Ted Salmon for bringing this Royal Mail delivery service to my (laughs) attention. Thank you, sir.
1: Gold stars all round for Royal Mail until they screw something up, then we'll complain. OK, about that deal. Done. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think we are done. Uh. And we're... We, we've had a lovely show today, haven't we? Hasn't it been absolutely super? I, you know, I,
0: I don't know what's. We're recording this in the afternoon. Maybe we're a little more sedate in the evenings normally. And this has been this has been fun. Yeah. I do hope the listeners have enjoyed it as much as I have.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll be back in two weeks, as always. Whatever works. Whatever works. The audio is where you'll find the show notes and the links to all the stuff we've been talking about. TedSalmon.com is where you'll find me. AidanBell.com is where you'll find Aiden. And don't forget, we need your stuff We need in the MeWe group for the next show. So do let us know whatever works in your life. You've been listening to what Whatever what Works! works.